We are recording this on Monday, October 24th at 6 p.m. So by the time you hear this, the Vancouver Canucks will have been relegated to the ECHL. Welcome to the Battle of Alberta podcast, the hockey show whose predictions create an inverse reality where the opposite of our predictions always come true. I'm Darren, the Flames fan, and with me is Stuart, the Oilers fan. Stu, I don't think our predictions can get much worse than they did this week, and it's not even over yet. Yeah, so for those who missed last episode, we predicted till the end of the month, uh, and the Flames had seven games scheduled in between when we last recorded and the end of October. We both, for some reason, thought the Flames would start two and five. <laughs> they are already four, one, and oh. So it is basically impossible unless Batman decides to revoke some of those wins uh, for those predictions to be correct. And and they broke a 13-game home opener losing streak, season yeah. opener losing streak. Yeah. It was bound to end someday, but I guess I guess this was the year. I'm like I'm a Flames fan, and even after the first two games, I was like, "Wow, they could they could still lose the next five. That could still happen." <laughs> like that's that's where we're at with these predictions. I guess I should probably take more pride in my team winning than my predictions. I guess, yeah. On the other hand of the spectrum, the Oilers also had uh, – the Oilers actually have nine games up till the end of the month. I thought they were going to go five and four. You thought they were going to go six and three. They're currently two, three, and oh, so I guess it's still possible that they could go on a tear. But I would like to specifically point out one thing you said last episode, where it almost made me rethink my predictions, because you had said the Oilers usually start off way better than the Flames do. (laughs) And I thought to myself, yeah, that's kind of true and almost rethought my predictions, but didn't. Clearly, I didn't rethink them enough. Uh, But yeah, that is not happening this year, despite previous years where i do believe that is true although of course i did not back that up with any stat research (laughs) no why would we (laughs) and also i think i think that your oilers prediction is the only one really still in the realm of possibility mine technically is but they would have to go on a i guess four game winning streak isn't too crazy but i mean your oilers prediction is still the closest to the mark and you and you need them to win three more games you need them to go three and one so that yeah. is all to say we were well off already it's looking pretty grim for us but i'm okay with it uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know how you feel about your team start well i was gonna say i need the oilers to go three and one over the next four games for multiple reasons not just my <laughs> prediction uh but also just my sanity and my faith in them that being said like I'm sure this is really boring to listen to, but I'm not going to break the entire team down, blow it all apart. Like I know plenty of uh, media people that, and fans that really want to do that right now. They're like, Oh my goodness, two, three and oh, start like blow it up, send McDavid to Florida, get some picks. And <laughs> well, okay. I don't think anybody suggested that yet, but yet, you know, it's, it's the first five games. Uh, yeah, it's not exactly a great start. And yeah, the Oilers usually do have a better start, but they also usually have really bad mid-years. So maybe 
maybe we won't have that sort of, you know, really great start and then some, you know, completely crap the bed and then have to fire and replace the coach. Maybe we won't see that this year. Maybe it'll be a bit more of an even keel, constant improvement throughout the year. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. So like I said, I don't really have a lot of nitpicks or things to change or talk about. I want to see a little bit more under their belt before I can sort of really tell what's going wrong. If there's something going wrong, it's still like just barely under 500. It's really not a terrible record. Sure. It's not a playoff team record at this point in time, but what I really want to know is what the heck is working with the flames to make them <laughs> at four, one and oh. Um, well, that's a great question. <laughs> Boy, I, I should have thought a little bit harder about that before we started this. I think it's not, it's a little bit of a mirage. It's like, they're not a bad mm. team. I, I, I think they're still a really good team, but uh, their wins haven't been, overly convincing to me in any way uh they got lots of stuff to work on and i think they've been getting their wins based on like a lot of sticking to the system which is great that's that's a good way to get wins um they're they're working really well as a team and like working really hard and pursuing the puck really hard and getting rewarded for it but i don't think they're getting particularly lucky and they're not getting very good goaltending so the fact that they're four and one should be pretty scary for other fans and teams because they have a lot to improve uh their loss against buffalo looked particularly bad um yeah and and, i I just want to interrupt you real quick because both our teams not only beat Carolina, but lost to Buffalo. <laughs> like, what year is this? I, I'm I'm a little bit lost. I like, did I miss something big? Uh, I don't understand how that happened, how either of those things happened for both Alberta teams. But I don't know. Maybe you have insight there. I Buffalo is weird because I feel like they're the most <laughs> streaky team in the NHL. Like mm-hmm. sure they've been awful over the past who knows 10 15 years but I re- I distinctly remember them going on huge win streaks and everyone being like this is it Buffalo <laughs> has arrived and then they just are trash the rest of the season so I feel like putting any stock into Buffalo doing well especially to start the year with 41 year old Greg Craig Anderson as their starting goalie is like, okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that one. <laughs> like sure. They came through us. Like they, they beat Edmonton, Calgary and Vancouver. And that's really hard to do. Um, but uh, I just don't, I can't put that much stock in Buffalo. They have such a bad track record. Mm. And um, I think they're consistently improving. Like I think they're on the right track with their young players and everything, but uh, I, I just, I'd give it five more games to see where we're at with Buffalo personally. And they did look really good, but I mean, the flame, I didn't watch them play the Oilers. The flames did not look good against Buffalo. They were, they were having issues. Markstrom has been doing this thing where he lets in two really soft goals right away in the first period. And then the flames have to come back and win. And he did the same thing against Buffalo and they couldn't come back and win that one. So that's why I wasn't really surprised that they lost. Um, but I mean, I've been heartened by the start. It's awesome. It's awesome to see Kadri like 
gunning out of the gate. He's got six points already in five games. That's awesome. Another prediction that I'm probably going to get horribly wrong that I'm totally okay with. That's fine <laughs> with me. Uh, the new guys look like they're all fitting in uh flames fans like the flames are four and one and fans are panicking about huberto not having a goal yet and uh they're like oh tyler defoley isn't fitting in on the top line even though he's a point per game and got the overtime winner last night so (laughs) if that's what the problems are right now i'm totally okay with with the start the flames have had yeah and i i do want to say one thing about the Oilers and you, you reminded me of it when you said that, you know, you're letting in two soft goals and having to play catch up. A lot of their games have been trying to come back. Right. And this is something that you marked for them last year during the playoffs. I believe you had said you never want to count the Oilers out. And it was, it was a good thing. I believe that was a compliment, but as an (laughs) Oilers fan, like my goodness, I would love it if I didn't have to live through the stress of overcoming (laughs) a three, nothing deficit or two, nothing or what have you. So I've, I've seen a lot of that early on and obviously it doesn't work every time. Um, You know, I was hoping the same thing would happen with the flames because flames went up pretty heavy on the Oilers in the first period. I think the period ended four to one. Yep. So, and uh, the Oilers were just coming off their game against the Canucks where they made a huge comeback and ended up beating them five to three. So I was really hoping they'd do the same against Calgary, <laughs> but you can't do that every night. So yeah, yeah I really don't want to, you know, see that as a pattern. It was close though. Like mm-hmm. uh, the flames got up four one. And I mean, that's just the Oilers identity to me now. Because they haven't yeah. fixed the defense yet, in my opinion. And their identity is, we'll probably give up a lot of goals, but we will probably be able to outscore you, hopefully, by the end. <laughs> and so that like that game started 4-1, and I was like cackling with glee, but I restrained myself from trash-talking you in our group <laughs> chat. I was like, Can't, don't, don't do it. Like, there's two periods left, and I've seen this song and dance before, and it almost happened. The Oilers you know, got, happened, two, got yeah. two back, and then the Flames managed to hang on, but... I, I mean, I haven't seen anything that makes me think differently about Edmonton. They didn't really do anything to their defense. They're hoping their young defensemen get better, which is always a gamble for anybody because, you know, it's not forwards where you can kind of hide them and hope they score some goals. It's, you know, here, get out here and defend the other team's best players. Good luck. Hope you've improved since last year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not sold on Edmonton's defense. And so far early on, they look like they look like last year, which will get them to the playoffs. But will it get them farther? Mm, doubtful, in my opinion. Time will tell, I suppose. Uh, one thing that's new and kind of is news to both of our teams is the air quotes new reverse retro jerseys i think the last ones came out two years ago and we probably did we probably talked about them then uh flames had blasty and the oilers had another variation Mm, of an oilers jersey that looks (laughs) the same to me i'm told again that the oilers regular jerseys this year are different and i honestly think i'm going crazy because it's just like they're blue and orange. I don't. Oh, did they change? I can't tell. <laughs> I don't yes. know. Yes, they, they went from the uh, 
all orange to the lots of orange on royal blue. So I I don't know how you missed that distinction. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. There must have been so much hard work that went into that redesign. <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't even a redesign. It was, uh, hey, let's bring back this jersey from five years ago that we had also brought back from 30 years ago so that people can buy more jerseys, which, of course, is what all of this is about, right? Yeah, that's what the reverse retro is, too. It's not really new. It's the same thing we had anywhere between 10 and 40 years ago, and you just put different colors on it, right? Like, that's kind of what's happening here. Uh, I have I have the pictures up so I can reference this. I mm-hmm. briefly looked through them all when they all came out. And for the Flames one, it's the pedestal jersey, which I I wasn't around. Well, I probably was around. I was just very tiny. I think it was uh, late 90s, if I remember correctly. But honestly i kind of like this one it has gotten like it's one of the lower ranked ones in fan opinion apparently which i can i can see i can see why people wouldn't like it because it's kind of asymmetrical and the pedestal part is weird but i actually don't mind it i i I would base this on uh, whether i would buy it or not if i had the disposable income to buy a jersey for no reason (laughs) i would buy one of these I don't think it's ugly, but I think I can understand why other people find it ugly. <laughs> yeah, like it's not bad personally. I don't, you know, I'm not all about that look. It looks like you're just kind of like tucked part of your jersey in and didn't iron <laughs> it properly or something, right? Um, it's it's not terrible, but at the same time, what I what really gets me about these reverse retro jerseys um is like i feel like this is a real good opportunity to do something crazy with them right to do something fresh and new and some teams have done that really well some teams haven't and uh the flames one to me is like yeah okay like it it needed blasty again frankly because otherwise if you just use the c it's just like all right slightly different black and red color theme right yeah oh that's that's my opinion anyway speaking of the i was i was kind of thinking to myself while you were saying that yeah but the flames don't really have anything to get crazy with like they Mm. don't have any weird uh other alternative logos they've tried besides blasty and they just used blasty which i prefer a lot to this one um but what i did see the flames ahl team the wranglers uh, their shoulder patch for their jersey is actually kind of like a side profile of Blasty, and it's really, really cool. Like, it actually looks sweet, and if they could steal that and slap that on a Flames jersey, that would be awesome. It's kind of like a Denver Broncos-type logo situation, but it looks way cooler. Um, <laughs> you'll have to obviously, you know, search it on your own because this is a podcast, but I <laughs> recommend looking up the Wranglers jerseys and checking out the shoulder patches because those are cool. Um, but moving on to the Oilers jerseys, it's that redesign of the, uh, like the McFarland designed oil drop gear abomination. <laughs> and obviously I'm biased. I didn't like it when they first came out because they didn't have any, they looked really dull, right? They didn't have any like pop of color. It was just all navy blue and gray. 
Mm-hmm. I still don't like this very much because I think the logo is weird, but it is definitely better than the original. I will give it that. Yes, because now they've made the oil drop orange, as yeah. we all know oil to be, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't. Okay, you're kind of trapped with the orange now because what are you going to do? Oil's black. No, you're you're in a corner. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, like honestly, I know I don't really understand why people don't like this logo so much. For me, especially with the reverse retros, and even when it first came out, I was like, okay, it's different. Because the Oilers finally tried something different. They they had been around for oh probably thirty years at that point, if not longer. Um, and I remember when I was a kid in the early nineties, they're like, Oh, we're doing these new jerseys, new logo, it's so exciting. And of course, at that age, I'm like, you know, loving the Anaheim Mighty Ducks logo. I even like the Islanders Fisherman logo, which they've brought back for this retro jersey that nobody <laughs> likes for some reason. Yeah, Captain Fish so, Sticks. So at that time, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm excited. New logo, new excitement. They put a red circle around the Oilers logo. That was the new <laughs> logo and used a different color scheme. So, like... This is this is what I've been dealing with for the past 30 years is the Oilers changes and I'm not even on video so you can't even see my air quotes. I don't know why I do it while recording an audio only podcast, but <laughs> the changes that the Oilers have made over the past 30 years on their jerseys and then their look are the exact same they've made to their head office management really minimal <laughs> and not super effective Ooh, so, got <laughs> i like that so Ooh. when i when this first came out i was like hey it's different all right it's not everyone's cup of tea but honestly even back then it was like super sort of early 2000s matrix sort of uh, (laughs) steampunk ish product of its era yeah exactly (laughs) like first spider-man trilogy (laughs) type thing right like it it, i'm i really don't know why it didn't hit then but anyways i'm glad they're using it now because it's just something that's different uh i'm gonna use that to segue into a couple other jerseys that i did like yeah um you know vancouver using old johnny canuck there yep a lot of people will probably look at that jersey and not have a clue which team that is which is <laughs> i think kind of the point in these that's a, these are that's a theme for vancouver though right, right? Vancouver yeah. changes their logo so much. It's like, who are you guys? I don't know. What colors do you, you don't even know what colors you are. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, exactly. But again, like, especially for this kind of thing, like it's supposed to be different. I like it. It looks good and it you know it looks classy too yeah um and then there's florida who went all out with yeah uh, you want different you got it yeah now i believe this was their shoulder patch i've been you know uh, really following the florida panthers closely so you know (laughs) i haven't paid that much attention but it's a palm tree and a hockey stick on a sun so like if you're a team in South Florida, how has this not been your logo the entire time? Like it looks great uh, on it. And, and again, it's something different. Um, it's not just like the hurricanes Jersey that says canes across the front. In oh, red. Yeah. The flyers is uh, it's a flyers Jersey. Yeah. That's, yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> and one other one that I want to point out that did not hit the mark in my opinion of differentiation. And this I believe is probably controversial is the sharks 
even though mm-hmm. there it's a callback to the uh, California Golden Seals, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Which is a callback that no one cares about, or <laughs> yeah. and and uh, even less people even know about. But all it does is it says sharks in weird colors. It just yeah. says sharks in a terrible font that does not work for the sharks. If yep. you have a team name called the sharks, you have the most options to do something cool and awesome and entertaining. And they blew it. In my yeah. opinion. I totally agree with you on that. I, when I saw those people were like, Oh, this sharks one, such a good homage. And I think people get too tied up in the homage part of it. They're like, it's a great callback. Okay. But it's still gotta be good. It's yes. You know, the colors don't, really work that great the font like you said doesn't work it looks blank the jersey looks blank it was yeah like there's nothing on it um it, it looks yeah. like a, a beer league team that was sponsored by shark <laughs> vacuums or yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is the perfect way to describe it it looks like an advertisement for sharks whatever <laughs> like you said sharks vacuum uh and i do want to give i don't like the oilers jersey but like you said i want to give credit for trying something new mm-hmm. i don't like it but they did try to make a new logo same with florida i actually don't like florida's that much but I'm not going to say, oh, that's terrible because I want yeah. them to keep trying to make like fun new logos like that. And I feel like the last rever- batch of reverse retros we got were better than these ones. Uh, but I do still like Minnesota's, even though they didn't really change anything from the <laughs> last reverse retro, except for making uh, like a home and away set, basically. But I still like <laughs> yeah. those. Um, the Kings, I really like. I've always liked those purple and gold. It's just so perfect. Um, I can't really like the rest are just kind of mad to me. Either they're real, like real rehashes of old jerseys or they're people bringing back meme jerseys that everyone thought were hilarious. So they want to try to resell them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not like super sold on the rest of them personally. The only other one I want to point out for creativity would be Colorado. So Colorado's actually used uh, essentially the logo from their state flag, which is a pretty cool design. Not like uh, obviously Calgary fans would know they use the Alberta sort of crest, I guess. Oh, no, they use the whole flag. They use the flag, yeah. I feel like they should only use the crest because the blue looks weird. But anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, they use the flag on their shoulders, but it's not something that's incorporated a lot. and. Thank goodness, because most state and provincial flags are terrible. (laughs) Colorado, although it's not a hard competition, probably top five for state flags. It does look pretty cool. It is definitely unique. Um, Personally, though, their last ones where they used the Nordiques logo and symbolism with the avalanche colors, I thought was really well done. So it was pretty hard to top that. But again, I think that's a really unique take and um and kind of a cool idea and i, I think Bohr should look into that anyways yeah. i don't think everybody should do it um there are some pretty hideous state flags but anyway <laughs> uh points for creativity there now it is time for sellies and scorn Stu, would you like to lead the way on this one 
Yeah, I will start with my scorn, and this is an easy transition because it is related to the jerseys, but not about any particular jersey. I feel like I've already said my piece about the jerseys. What this was about is actually the media coverage regarding the jerseys. Uh, or how difficult it actually was to see good quality images of the entire jerseys without going to 32 different NHL team Twitter feeds. <laughs> because all I could find was one tiny picture on the NHL website that had all of them, so I could you know blow that up into a pixelated formation that everybody loves, or all of these articles on Every single team's jersey ranked from 1 to 32. I do not want your opinion. I don't care what you think. I actually went through a couple of these so that I could look at them. Even their pictures are like crops. You only get the logo. You don't even see half the elements they're talking about. Yep. And also... Uh, because I had to read some of these articles to see some of the stuff. I don't even agree with most of their opinions. <laughs> so I would like just an unbiased list, alphabetical, A to Z of, you know, so I can just see every jersey I want to see. I, apparently that is too much to ask for. Well, you're supposed to travel to every team's fan store in oh, person right. yes. to, to look at the jerseys is what they want you to do, I think. Purchase a jersey so I can see what it looks like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That must be the idea. So you can do your unboxing reaction video and and put it on YouTube so everyone has your opinions too. Oh yes. That's what that's what the people really want. Yeah, I I guess it's pretty hypocritical of me to say that I don't want people's opinion on these jerseys where we just spent ten minutes <laughs> yeah. talking about our opinions of these jerseys. But that's okay. I don't want your opinion anyway. <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gonna share an opinion now. I guess <laughs> that's basically all we do. Uh, yep. I, <laughs> I'm going to do my celly, which is for uh, Phil the Thrill Kessel. The Ooh. most unlikely. I'm going to jinx this. I felt bad making this my celly, <laughs> but I couldn't find anything that I wanted to do more because he hasn't hit the Iron Man yet. It's in two games. So it's going to happen oh. between this episode and the next. Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I can personally affect it. But if something happens to Phil Kessel oh, in the boy. next three days, I'm going to feel awful. But he is about to be, hopefully, the Iron Man of the <laughs> NHL. Uh, in two games, he will have hit... He will have hit 991 NHL games played. Pardon me, 990 NHL games played, which will be the record. It's currently 989. In a row, uh, correct? In a row, yeah. Yes. Games in a row, which equates to 12 straight seasons from 2009 wow. to now. And that's crazy enough. But then it's Phil Kessel. Like, I think we've <laughs> talked about this before. He seems like the most unlikely person just because purely from judging the book by its cover, you wouldn't mm. expect Phil Kessel to be an athlete not even an in iron a, man yeah there's just so many levels like if you saw phil kessel in your beer league hockey you'd be like yeah this guy you know before he hits the that ice of course beer. yeah this guy fits in with he's he's slamming a hot dog on the bench he fits in with <laughs> us but here he is two games away he will be the nhl iron man 990 games in a row he will tie the record against toronto which is the team that traded him away because he wasn't enough of a winner or whatever and then he went on to win cups with pittsburgh multiple cups and 
Do you know where he's playing right now, Stu? Have you kept up? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's in Arizona. Wrong. No. No. Oh, he's he was moved a free, on again. He was a free agent this summer. Oh, yeah. He was, was he? Yeah. And, and we didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I, I knew that. Well, I mean, I mean, like we didn't we didn't talk about it. like that's that's like top five free agent if, if you ask me. I think when we did a free agent based episode, he was still as of yet unsigned. If mm. I'm not, or we might have mentioned where he went because he did end up signing in Vegas. I do not recall this at all. So clearly, we did not talk about it. <laughs> okay, interesting. No. Good to yeah. know. Huh? He, he is in Vegas. He's about to be. Yeah, he's about to be the Iron Man, which is crazy to me. And I just think that's really super impressive. Good on him. He's taken a lot of flack just for being himself, which kind of sucks. But I mean, eh, you're a professional athlete. You can take a little bit of good, good-natured ribbing, I would hope, and. uh I mean, he's still a consistent scorer, which is incredible. And I was reading a little bit on an article about him today on how on earth he got to be the Iron Man. And teammates are saying, yeah, he's kind of uh, hit adverse. He doesn't get hit much. He doesn't block a lot of pucks. He uh, he does all the things you need to be as an athlete to keep your body, you know, ready for the game. He just kind of he kind of stays out of harm's way and does his scoring thing. And obviously a lot of luck goes into that because you can get very unlucky and get hurt in that NHL. But I mean, almost a thousand games in a row is completely mind boggling. And this dude, this dude had cancer. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> like, I feel like that's an important talking point. Yeah. We're talking Iron Man. Wow. Before, before the streak started, because uh, uh, okay. he did miss games, but he came yeah. back. And he won the Bill Masterton trophy and here he is 12 seasons later. I mean, all the Toronto fans that scorned him out of the league or out of the league scorned him out of Toronto. I mean, who's laughing now? So props to Phil. Yeah. Like obviously, yeah, it's no surprise that he missed games because of that, but you know, I feel like most Ironman streaks are, you know, from your rookie days, you start off, you go through, you, you know, pay the piper, you do the put in the hard work, all those uh, sort of uh, cliches. And, you know, you do that for a long time and you make it through like for this guy to have gone through that and then come back and then have the longevity after that. That's that's pretty incredible. Yep, absolutely. Well, my silly uh, will probably not end someone's career uh, with some sort of bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that evil on me. Oh, man, I, I just felt uncomfortable you even talking about that. that I, I seriously weighed not doing it just because of that. But I was like, I can't think of anything else like I, I am not a superstitious person at all but i don't know i feel like we should wait and not publish this until okay. that's but people have been writing articles on it too so i feel like i would get a very tiny fraction of the blame compared to all the people that have articles written up about it already all right fair enough anyways my silly <laughs> again will hopefully not end anyone's career uh it is for carter hart the Philadelphia Flyers goaltender, at least in the last image that I saw of him. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but the reason I am selling Carter Hart is because not because I pay so much attention to the Philadelphia Flyers, although I may now. And, you know, I'm 
very much a follower of their goaltenders. No, it's because his new goalie mask um, is in honor to the Foo Fighters and one half of it specifically to Taylor Hawkins, uh, who, for those who don't know, was the drummer of the Foo Fighters and passed away this past February at a young age of 50. So uh, we all Foo Fighters fans, including myself, have been sort of dealing with that as well as the band and the family members and friends obviously much more so than us fans but uh, I thought that was a really cool uh, honoring of him and he's also got Dave Grohl screaming on the other side of his helmet because you can't think of Foo Fighters without (laughs) seeing Dave Grohl and that screaming face Uh, but I thought that was really cool and uh, I really love this goaltender now I will be paying much more attention I guess to Philadelphia hockey we'll see if I actually hold myself to that (laughs) I mean we already said last episode we would pay more attention because Tortorella is the coach it's true we did they've had a good start to the season so there's that I I do remember actually seeing that helmet a few weeks ago and uh thinking of you because I knew you were a big Foo Fighters fan and I forgot to send it to you but I was like that's really cool that he's got Dave Grohl on the side and I actually didn't even know the part about uh about the band member that passed away yeah Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that part I just saw the side of the helmet with Dave Grohl on it but yeah that's cool that's I like I I mean goalie masks are one of the coolest parts of the NHL like how they yeah. all have super awesome individual art on them. I could go on about all the ones that I see cuz they're so cool but using because they have so many different ones using them as like a memoir to stuff too is also really sweet. So yeah, that's really cool. So good on him. Mm-hmm. Um my scorn is going to be something that most people have encountered by this point if you've watched a hockey game yet. Uh, Yes, I can imagine where this is going. You you understand where this is headed. (laughs) It's those dumb digital ads on the boards this year. Okay, I'm not... I'm not the person that's yelling at clouds over like the helmet <laughs> ads or the even the jersey ads. Like I get it. Those are going to happen and so far they've kept them uh, small and unobtrusive and you barely notice the people freaking out about them or just looking for something to be mad about cuz I you know, when the players are on my screen, I just do not notice the ads on their jerseys or helmets. I don't care. Mm-hmm. There is a line though, and that's when you really poorly implement digital board ads that are super distracting while I watch. And like I've had multiple times where a player's clipping through the ad, so like it looks really stupid and amateur, and like the ad is moving really fast. Like they they do animations on the ads and they move back and forth, so it's like distracting. As someone who's been watching hockey their whole life, it's distracting. And I was thinking about this in terms of new fans because mm-hmm. I've I've watched reaction videos and stuff like that of people watching hockey highlights and stuff for the first time and it's i like watching stuff like that it's kind of fun to see it from a perspective of a new fan and one thing i noticed is that they have a really hard time following the puck because they're not used to how the game works so if you've watched the game a lot you kind of have an instinct for where the puck is going even if you can't see it and new fans are like what's going on i don't know where this thing is what's happening what am i supposed to be watching and then just piling on these trash digital ads on top that are really distracting isn't gonna help so it's actively gonna discourage new fans that already have trouble following it and it just looks so amateurish when like the the ad is overlaying a player or 
anything and i like if they implement them properly i guess it won't be horrible but it's still like they're not doing it well and just quit like just just stop for now i i can't imagine that they think this is going well mm-hmm. uh, I, I i would hope that whoever has made this decision isn't looking at the the feed going yeah yeah we nailed this because it looks it looks really bad so uh yeah to the stations that are trying to pull that off i just i hopefully they stop i i really doubt they will but it's it's an eyesore at this point way more than any of the other advertising uh opportunities have been yeah i highly doubt they're going to stop uh taking in that extra revenue stream as well Mm -hmm. um uh, so first, before I sort of comment on this, which I mostly agree with, I would just like to clarify your point that what you're suggesting is that the puck shadow and the comet puck be brought back to encourage new viewers to find the puck, right? That's that's what I heard from you. Not in those such words, but honestly, with the oh, uh, here when, when did they do the comet puck? Do you remember specifically? Uh, I want to say late 90s, but I do not remember specifically. So I guess to answer your question, no, I do not. (laughs) Well, close enough. But with the technology we have now, which is obviously being poorly done with ads, you would think that they could make a much more discreet and better Puck Comet, right? Mm -hmm. That was actually helpful. I I don't know. I would have to see it in action to decide whether or not I hated it. But would that be the worst idea? Touche. You were you were clear. Uh, I, this was really just a litmus test to see if you were just old man screams at technology, and clearly you were not. So, no. <laughs> like I lose the puck sometimes too. You know, it's you. You honestly watch hockey based on instinct almost because like someone fires the puck, uh, you don't really know where it went. A lot of the times, I think the puck went in based on reactions. I'm like going off reactions of the players. Did it hit somebody? Uh, yeah, I can't see it. So, like, I don't know, if you think, like, the NHL video games, maybe put a little ring around it that makes it a little more visible. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that is tried all the time or, like, tested. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would be interested, honestly, to see how it looks if they tried that. I wouldn't. I would reserve my judgment until it happened for sure. Cause I lose the puck oh, a lot. That's, that's fair. You are, you are a bigger man than most NHL fans, but um, yeah, I got to say that I, I agree with you to an extent. I, I'm not a fan of some of the moving ads for sure. Like there was one where the, there was a puck come screaming across behind the net as players are chasing down the puck going behind the net. It was like, yeah. like granted this one was a giant puck. So if anything, the players would have had to dodge out of the way cause it would bowl them over. But <laughs> like that, that just seems ridiculous to me that, um, that that seems like a good way to have more fans paying attention because, you know, you have to think of it from a monetary perspective. You can convince the NHL that if you get more fans, then you can charge more for the smaller ad. So you don't have to like, you know, charge uh, extra for these ridiculous over the top ads. But Anyways, yeah, money talks. Well, I guess we don't have much pull there with Batman. So, but as, as far as the implementation goes, I 
I agree that when there's clipping going on and suddenly there's an ad in front of, uh, you know, a player's legs or something like that, it looks absolutely ridiculous. Now, personally, I have not seen this live in person. Maybe my vision is that bad. Maybe my television isn't high def enough. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you have to watch in 4K to see this, but maybe it's a combination i've only seen sort of screenshots of this being shared and i think yeah okay if i saw that i would be upset too what really gets me though is and i think you were kind of getting to this too is it's really the nhl sort of uh position on it because they've essentially they're not sort of admitting that there's flaws that it's faulty that it could use some work like if they just said oh yeah like you know maybe they tried it for the preseason okay the technology's not there we're gonna you know work on it a bit more uh or we're working on yeah there's some bugs we're working on it but they didn't they basically like uh i forget who exactly at the league it was but some pr guy at the nhl basically said like yeah, people have to adjust to change and people don't like change. Like that was his response. You're yeah. in public relations. Like that's the best you could come up with. <laughs> that That's what annoys me. It's not like, oh yeah, okay, you don't love it. We hear you. We're working on it to make it better. It was like, it was Apple saying you're holding the phone wrong all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, if that's actually what they said, that could be a whole podcast worth of me ranting that that is a uh, that is a statement that should apply to them twice as much as the fans. But uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we'll call it there because we'll go down yeah. a rabbit trail. So uh, we will move on to the extra. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Battle of Alberta podcast. You can find all of our old episodes wherever you listen to podcasts, but also at www.thebattleofalbertapodcast.com. Please make sure to like like, and subscribe to the podcast. That would help us out a lot. And once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Battle of Alberta podcast. Alberta podcast.